Welcome to the SJSU Green Campus Podcast, a podcast about a range of sustainability and social issues that impact the SJSU campus and the broader community, hosted by the student interns from the San Jose State University Office of Sustainability. everyone and welcome to the fifth episode of the SJSU Green Campus podcast. My name is Grizel, my pronouns are she, her, and today I am joined by Professor Dave Chai, who is a director of animated short films and the program coordinator for San Jose State's World Reowned Animation and Illustration Program. When he's not making films or coordinated his World Reowned program, he's probably sitting in his office thinking about burritos or pizza. Mm. In. <laughs> and then another guest today we have on the podcast is Professor Eugene Cordero, a climate scientist at NASA who was concerned about the future health of the planet. While solar rooftops and electric vehicles were great, he felt the solution often overlooked was in education. So he went on to lecture college students as a professor at San Jose State University in the Department of Meteorology and Climate Science. He has taught over 3,000 students in the last 10 years, but then thought, what if we could reach an even younger audience to empower the youth? And so the birth of Green Ninja, a climate action superhero character, was born. How is everyone doing today? Doing excellent. Thanks for having us here. We're excited. Yeah, thanks for having us. I'm glad to hear that. But before we jump right in, in today's episode, we'll be introducing Green Ninja, which started out as a research program at SJSU and began to expand with other partners, becoming an educational program for children. At Green Ninja, their purpose is to empower environmental leadership through a deep understanding of science. They hope that the community continues to grow and a shared understanding that education can be relevant, purposeful, and transformative for all students in ways that benefit society. All right, let's jump in. So now that we're in the topic about Green Ninja, can you guys just tell me a little bit about the background and how animation and sustainability came together to create this great project? Do you want to start, Eugene? No, I think you're, you're let's go, Dave, Chai. Let's do it. <laughs> so so well, I think it was about 10 years ago, Eugene. Yeah. Uh, you know, I got a call from uh, Eugene and uh, some of our colleagues in radio, TV and film. And they say, there's this scientist, this professor that wants to get together to make some short films. I'm like, and, and people are always asking us for films. So I'm like, what's this all about? So I go over there. But then I meet Eugene and he, he, he proposes this idea to, to create these videos to teach young people about climate science and about protecting the, the, the planet. And I'm all about that. I, I, I was then, but I'm more now. <laughs> and so I'm like, all right, let's do this. And, and then one of our colleagues uh, from radio, TV and film suggested, let's, let's call this thing the Green Ninja. And at first I'm like, Green Ninja, that's a weird, that's, that's pretty weird. You know, I'm like, let's, let's think about something else. But they went with Green Ninja, climate action superhero. And then we just started working together. Isn't it right, Eugene? Yeah. And, you know, I remember very well the day I was walking across campus and I had this idea that it'd be nice to make a film like The Story of Stuff. I don't know if people have ever seen that film, but The Story of Stuff is a, is a film about cell phones and where that stuff comes from by this... Um, environmental activist Annie Leonard, who now I think she's the director of Greenpeace at the moment. So uh, and I've heard her speak. She's she's super smart. Uh, so I was like, gosh, it'd be great to make a film like that, but about food and climate change. And I was ready to like, you know, hire some production company because I had some funding. <laughs> and someone on campus told me, hey, we have this amazing animation and film 
departments, you should go talk to those folks. So they set up this meeting. That's where I met Dave and some of the people from RTBF. And I was like, let's do this San Jose State style. Like why go outside when we have all the talent here and combine these faculty combined with these amazing students. So I don't know how many films it's, it's, made, yeah it's it's, it's tons it's, i can't even count we have <laughs> we have live action films we have ones with puppets we have uh animated shorts all of them have a lot of just ridiculous puns and they're just quirky and weird and and and, and just made with all the materials on campus it's very homegrown you know grassroots we have uh music videos um we yeah it's it's been and, and like dave said you know some of it has been shot with, uh, with, with uh, students from the radio, TV, and film. Some of them in animation, some combined. And, uh, and you know, I'm also working with some people, you know, I'm in the College of Science, but we have some folks involved from College of Education. And then we have these amazing artists and, and storytellers. So it's a really unique, like collaborative project where together we take the educators, we take the science, we take the visual artists and storytellers and create what I think are pretty unique, compelling, exciting, fun, quirky, um, you know, videos about what kids can do to, to make the earth a better, healthier and cleaner place for everyone. Wow, that's so cool. So when it comes to um, the videos, so it's for children, right? So do like the teachers from the schools, do they just like present it to their students or how does that collaboration work when it comes to education? Yeah, we, we just put these on YouTube and we let people oh, know, okay. um, view them any way they want. But we made some little uh, teacher guides. So here's some questions that teachers can use and, and have their students watch the videos and then they ask them questions. So over the last few years, we've developed curriculum using these videos as well. and. And it, you know, it makes the science learning a little bit more fun and lighthearted because you have these, these you know, crazy videos. And just last week, Dave, you'll be interested in this. I was with a whole bunch of teachers and they were telling me, oh my gosh, they said, I sometimes don't want to play the, the intro song because the kids get so riled up. And they're like, green ninja, green ninja. And she says, oh yeah, they, they love it. They, like they'll watch any of those videos because um, they kind of got into the spirit of Green Ninja. And that's what we were hoping for. And to see it working in, in real classrooms, real science classrooms, and these teachers are teaching important, serious science, but they have the Green Ninja videos in there too, to lighten it up, to make it more student friendly. Yeah, that was the real vision from the beginning. And it's fun to see it, it happening today. That's really cool. I think as um, it reminds me of when I was in elementary school, and just seeing like Bill Nye the science guy pop up and I'd be like, oh my gosh, he's coming up. I think it would be really cool to like, see like more animated science videos. Cause I feel like when I was in elementary school, like they didn't show as much. Um, but how long has Green Ninja been around for? Well, I think our first film that we made, which was about burritos, surprise, surprise, <laughs> um, was in 2010. And then Footprint Renovation, our first animated film, was shortly after that, or a few months after that. So, yeah, we've had, I think we had like 8 million views on our YouTube channel for these, these videos, and they continue to be popular. So um, you tell good stories, and people continue to come back and, and, and find them of some, of some value. So, Professor Chai, you're the one, you do the storytelling. You direct the whole animation itself? 
No, no, not all of it. I've, I've written a few things, but uh, sometimes we have we have students that come in and write the stories, and so they and they come from different you know places on campus. So a lot of different directors and writers have worked on them. But but Dave but Dave is the kind of ringleader here, and and there's no there's no uh, avenue that he won't try. So we said, hey Dave, how about live action? Because I've never really done a lot of live. He'd done some live action. Not much. But, but <laughs> so we were doing live action stuff with special effects and then and then how about you know an animated series and then and now we're doing some like games and graphic novels and other things and and Dave is just a great colleague to like say sure let's let's see what we can do let's see what happens and we got to save that we got to save the planet Eugene that's right you know we can't wait for the adults to do this we got to get the young people to Show us what to do. Exactly. So yeah, so we we are excited. It's been really really fun working together, and um, the students are phenomenal. The students um, have done amazing work. You know, it's mostly it's almost all student created work, with some direction, um, but they're directing often too, and directing us, and uh, and that's really been really really in interesting, exciting. So and we. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say yeah, and we have a. Uh... We have graduates that have worked on Green Ninja stuff mm -hmm. that are at Nickelodeon and in Cartoon Network and Netflix and all these places. And uh, we recently had a Green Ninja alumni event and they came back and many of them messaged me and said that uh, working on Green Ninja was some of their, not I wouldn't say favorite, but really uh, special memories because it's a time in their lives where they were using their artwork and storytelling to evoke real social social change, you know? Yeah. Instead of just entertaining, which is important too, but... That was leading me to my other question. So the students working in animation is um, them getting involved with Green Ninja. Is it like of a classroom setting or how does that work with that? Or is it part of the requirements for them? We do. We do all sorts of stuff. We have tons of volunteers oh, okay. over the years who just help because they want to help. But uh, sometimes we do work it into the uh, the curriculum and we'll have a production class that does six episodes of an animated series or you know, helps with this or that. Oh, wow. That's we cool. had a class last semester that helped with the graphic novel. And yeah, it's a ton of work, but it's 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 a good payoff and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, fun experience too, I should say. We hope so. <laughs> and then leading to the third question was, how does educating children about climate change help our future? Well, you know, we, we here at San Jose State, we all believe in education. And so it's it's the... It's kind of the cornerstone for a productive society. And so that when our graduates, when, when people graduate and someone tells them something or they see something on the news, you know, they have a critical thinking skills to think, oh, is that, is that true? And do I understand that? And can I figure this out? That's kind of the, the, the goal in education. Um, and I would say we've done a reasonable job of that, but we haven't really in, in terms of the environment as much. And so what we're hoping to do at Green Ninja is to help teachers and their students understand what's going on with the environment and not make them depressed about it, but mm -hmm. more hopeful by focusing on solutions, by focusing on what individual actions people can take or what other types of um, approaches can be, can be used to make the world a better place. So, um, so that's, that's the kind of focus and that's why we believe, and we actually have some data We've written some papers oh. on this, done some academic research to show that this actually, this type of educational, um, you could say recipe, yeah. delivers long-term environmental benefits, like on the order of 2.9 tons of carbon per year. 
Oh, wow. And we published this a couple of years ago in the, in the peer-reviewed literature to show that we should be also, in addition to investing in solar panels and wind turbines and those things, <laughs> we should be investing in education because it delivers similar environmental benefits. Wow. And, uh, and that's, so there, there is some kind of research that we've been doing as well alongside and within Green Ninja. Nice. But but I think Dave could speak to like, you know, why and, and how it's affected his own students and, mm -hmm. you know, like in terms of working on these projects and then how we envision it working, helping, you know, the young kids that we're working with. And Dave is Dave has young folks in his life, too, that have <laughs> been involved. Yeah, we get all the neighbor kids to act in the shows and, you know, everyone's involved. And I've, I've had some students that worked on the productions that uh, they say that when they're at home, they'll light and turn it off and say to themselves green ninja you know and we just started learning these things and uh i was i've been pretty environmentally minded i like to think when i first met eugene but now forget it you know i'm composting and i'm digging <laughs> stuff out of the trash and i'm you know going to the farmer's market and i'm i'm you know, ostracizing my neighbors with their plastic ba plastic bags and Dave you know. is out of control. One time I was play at his place and he's like making soap and he's making this and he's making that. You're going crazy. I'm very creative. Yeah, you know, trying to keep it real. Yeah. Yeah. But also like like when I was a kid, there was a series of like cartoons called Schoolhouse Rock. The teacher on conjunct I can't say this. Conjunction junction. What's yeah, your function? Sure, function? You know how a bill gets to Capitol Hill? And these things were just like they're just like commercials kind of. But I remember them to this day and they were entertaining. And so I, I was thinking if we have fun, you know, fun stuff that people, you know, like to watch and they learn at the same time, it's great, you know? Yeah, definitely. Like I was mentioning, like, I wish I would have had more, I guess, because technology has totally advanced within the last 10 years. So I think it's great that these videos are getting out there to kids too as well. So how can more people get involved? some tips for sustainability or just in general go ahead I mean, dave oh well i mean like like you, you mean get involved with like um green ninja or just get involved with the whole movement get involved with the whole movement you know i think i think i read something that was posted by um the sustainability board i think your office you guys mm -hmm. put those things on on facebook yeah. now and then yeah i like them a lot i mean i actually <laughs> click and like them but um one thing I saw is that like, sometimes it's overwhelming when you think when you have the list of things you should do to, to yeah. be a better responsible person. But yeah. something that I think your office posted was just start with something small, you know, just start bringing a spoon in your purse, you know, or, mm -hmm. you know, or, or, you know, get a get a re reusable boba cup and, and straw. <laughs> and that's a big step that makes a big difference, you know, and then you start doing more and more. And finally, you're growing worms in your backyard and. <laughs> wearing secondhand clothing and yeah but i think i think little steps you know yeah definitely little steps i feel like that has helped me too i think sometimes we do tend to feel overwhelmed and then also just feel like oh if i'm doing it and no one else is doing it where are we gonna go from here you know and i feel like that comes into like a lot of people's minds and they just feel like if they're putting in all the work like what's the point can i can i speak to that real quick yeah I think also maybe, I don't know if there's like clubs and stuff on campus, but I know that when I joined the, the campus sustainability board, um, you know, I just, I wanted to be involved with sustainability, but then when you're in groups like this, or you're in groups with like Green Ninja or the production things, mm -hmm. you find out that so many people, there's so many like-minded people, you know, and they're doing all this cool stuff and it's, it's inspiring. So you don't, you don't feel alone. You know, I don't know if there should be a, 
if there is a campus sustainability club, you know, or, or whatever, but. Yeah, I think definitely once you hang around more people who are also in like the same mindset, you definitely get to grow from that as well. Yeah. And your friends start asking for no straw when you sit down and, you know, and you're not asking for no plastic bag at Subway, you know, the little stuff is cool. <laughs> no, it is little stuff. It is a little stuff. We, um, we found in our research that the people who believe that in, even their individual action can make a difference, their behaviors and lifestyle was much greener than, than people who said, no, you know, and what can one person do? Mm-hmm. So, um, but I think what's, what's been exciting for me is to realize that um, even when you do that one thing, it's not an isolated, people notice that, like when you don't ask, when you say, oh, no, I don't need a straw or um, today I brought my own spoon to the boba place or something. They're like, what? But people notice that. And, um, and that's what we're trying to inspire is some leadership, some confidence that I can do this. It makes me feel good. And um, I'm making a difference. And, and it's going to be like a, a signal to others too, whether you want to talk about it or just do it in whatever your own way is. Like we need to move in that direction. Um, and that's what we hope the Green Ninja helps with. And we coach our teachers too that, that work with our program about how to create that social norm in the classroom where, where it's okay to care about the environment. It's okay to say, you know, I don't, I don't like plastic either. You know, like, I mean, who wants, pla- who wants plastic in the ocean? Like, <laughs> raise your hand, right? Like, no, no, no nobody wants it. But um, I'm willing to do some things to, to reduce the amount. Um, but we want it to be positive. And I like Dave's suggestion about taking real small steps because all of us took a small step at one point, right? Mm-hmm. No one was like really born thinking about this. Um, yeah. And so it might've been recycling, it could have been something else. Um, so, and the university campus is a great place for that. To, there's a lot of like-minded folks. And, and I was on the sustainability board once upon a time too, Dave. Mm-hmm. And you just meet faculty in all these other places who are doing amazing work. And you're like, oh my gosh, I just used to go to my Duncan Hall sixth floor West Wing and just hang out there and meet no one. And I, it's really been fun to meet people um, on other parts of the campus. Yeah. And, and, and being on the board, I, I found out that we're, we're ranked in the top 6% of, of sustainable, sustainable uh, universities or you know, universities that are practicing sustainable practices. Yeah. 6%. They, they put those giant signs on the parking garage for the football team. I don't know what's happening with, you know, with this, they should be putting us up there, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And, and that's really developed, you know, like when I started, we were not in the top 6%, but, um, but a whole bunch of people and lots of different areas have been working um, to create your office of sustainability, Mm -hmm. to, to make it institutional. Kristen wonder is like, she was a wonder. She's like, you know, (laughs) move some mountains and, and, and other people too. So it's, um, it's been fun to witness that. Now that we're in the topic of sustainability, um, in terms of Green Ninja, what are the next steps? What do you guys have in store for Green Ninja? I heard you guys have some exciting. Would that would it be would it be world domination? You think <laughs> any chance? <laughs> well, we're collaborative. We 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 don't want to dominate, but uh, world like world salvation maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but we would like to grow into other states. So Green Ninja has a um, has a benefit corporation. It's a it's a California registered benefit corporation, which means that our environmental and social values are, are kind of like upfront for everyone. Um, but we, we are a, a practicing company. We sell curriculum in California. And our, our next steps 
is to move to other states. We want to go to Texas. We want to go to Florida. We want to go to the Midwest and to the East Coast. And um, we're actually doing a um, an equity crowdfunding platform or campaign is starting, I think, next week, where almost anyone could buy a share in Green Ninja and be a shareholder. Uh, and um, uh, and so it's what we're doing is raising money so that we can compete with the other big publishers in, in some of these other states. Uh, because it is a competitive, we're we're trying we're competing with McGraw Hill and and Pearson, oh. like like those are our primary competitors. Oh. So it's fun and exciting, and um, uh, we and and our other steps will continue to create new great content. These uh, this graphic novel thing that that Dave created mm -hmm. with our students is just amazing. That's so exciting! Uh, I hope to hear about you guys in other states <laughs> it'd be fun me too <laughs> so before we end this podcast we gotta end off with some burritos <laughs> yeah 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 i was gonna i was waiting for the burrito conversation so <laughs> professor cordero i i, I think it was just I, I think it was um destiny that we met so not only for green ninja but we're both burrito aficionados maybe not aficionados is not even the right word yeah, we're kind of crazy when it comes to burritos. I, I admit it. My wife was like, sometimes it's only 6.30 in the morning. It's the first time you mention the word burrito. Like, come on. I went, I went to his house <laughs> to work on Green Ninja stuff one time. And he goes, oh, check this out. Check this out. And he opens the freezer and he had some iguanas sauce that we, we saved because he was going on a trip. So he froze it. And he also had some La Vic sauce. And he says, let's, let's find out if we can reconstitute this and use it. And so we had a little double boiler, a little science project. And we tried it. It was great. <laughs> so the moral of the story is you can freeze your lavic salsa. Can and should. And should. Because if it lasts every, that long. Because every drop is a treasure. Mm. Mm. You know, I, okay, so um, my introduction to San Jose State when I interviewed, mm. first day, I was living in Australia, and I came oh. to San Jose State for this interview for this faculty position. And a friend of mine who was also a faculty member said, hey, can I meet you for breakfast? And he took me to Lavic. Oh, and I, and I had a breakfast burrito cost a dollar seventy five in 2002. <laughs> they were pretty small. They were they were quite small, but they were nice. David's got me beat. David's earlier Lavic than oh my me. God. <laughs> but um, and I was like, oh, that's good. This orange sauce. Oh, amazing. And I've been eating Lavic burritos for 20 years now. But Dave, you're longer. I, I was a student in 90. I think it was well when I was a grad student. So I think it opened 96 or 97, maybe. But I've watched them grow up. The kids, they used to be kids that worked there. Now they're adults. Oh. And I see the, I see the dad, the owner sometimes. I saw him at the Almaden branch one time. And I just look at that guy like, I'm like, yo, this Jesus. Dear <laughs> God. Yo, look, I'm getting on my knees. Whoa. Dave, do you know that he's super nice to, like he's told me, because um, I, I introduced myself a couple of times to the owner. And I said, I'm a professor at San Jose State. He told me, you need anything? Because he really values education. He says, anything yeah. you need, just let me know. We'll help you. Well, they didn't let us shoot the video there, so no, they didn't. But, um, but we <laughs> were set, we were saved by iguanas right around the corner, and they let us shoot. Oh, nice! That's where we shot the first Doctor Burrito episode. I love, I love <laughs> them both, but I do. So yeah, so we're we're Dave is the one who cast me as Doctor Burrito. I was reluctant. I don't want to be on screen, but I was like, sounds cool. <laughs> and who else is going to be Dr. Burrito? So now that name, every every once in a while I'm on campus and someone, because I, I give these talks to engineering classes and stuff, yeah. 
and I mention Dr. Brito and they'll say, hey, you're Dr. Brito. And I'm <laughs> like, yeah, that's me. Come on, that's great. So what do you guys say your favorite ultimate burrito has to be from Lubix? From Lubix? Lubix or? Or anywhere, Dave, give us your ultimate burrito. What's your, right, right now, you know, it changes, Griselle, like it's it not, does. It's, it does. So what do you, what do you, what's your favorite right now, Dave? I like, I like this one at um, Adelita's over on Kurtner, Kurtner and, um, Kurtner and Lee. And uh, they have one called the BJJ burrito, which has black bean, avocado. It's on a wheat tortilla. I don't even think it has rice. It was a very interesting. Oh, it has grilled. It has grilled onions and grilled mushrooms. If I didn't mention that, it's great. Grilled mushrooms, my thing. Yeah, <laughs> I highly recommend. And and I'm gonna go. I, I have one in Mountain View near where I live. But I'm but for our our, our listening audience, and in fact, I was speaking to a, a hundred engineers today in our hundred W class. Someone asked me, "What's your what's your number one burrito?" So it still is the breakfast burrito at La Vic, potato and eggs, black beans. Eat it there so you can get the green salsa and the orange salsa. It's best with the bottles. You don't have the plastic waste, and you're happy. And and every every bite you could put a little orange, a little green. <laughs> it's magical and even though i missed it for a year and during the pandemic when i came back i was i was telling my wife gosh this is good this is so good <laughs> love that oh my gosh well i want burritos now uh, me too i'm already now. <laughs> thank you both so much for joining the podcast today i really appreciate the time you guys gave and for the audience thank you all for listening to our fifth episode of the SJSU Green Campus podcast, which is a podcast by the San Jose State University Office of Sustainability. To learn more about the topics discussed, you can check today's show notes and then check out our episode description to find links to a variety of resources mentioned in this episode. Special thanks to Professor Eugene Cordero and Professor Dave Chai for joining us today. Make sure to follow us on our social media platforms at SJSU Green Campus. Um, and like and subscribe. Come on. Keep like it green. Subscribe and share. Spartans, come on. <laughs> Thank you so much, everyone. Hope to join soon. Thanks, Christelle. Thank Have a you. nice day.